if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, hour number two is underway. Nine minutes to 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420. The answer this Friday, the fourth morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2020. All right, guys and girls, friends. Um, you hear me talking on a very regular basis about the danger of America in higher education, about the dangers of America's indoctrination centers. You know this. Typically, we talk about the American leftist indoctrination of your kids. Your kids are going into colleges in many cases as, you know, fine patriots who believe in Amer- the American way, who believe in the Constitution, who believe in capitalism, who believe in this great republic, and then they come out hating it and believing in socialist things. Normally, it is American leftism that is influencing your kids. But what we're going to talk about for the next hour is maybe even more shocking and maybe even more uh, dis- discomforting for you. The Clarion Project um, has been working very hard on exposing the influence of foreign countries, and we're not talking about foreign allies, we're talking about enemies of the United States, and the outsized influence they have on your kids by way of their colleges and universities. That's the cue for this audio to play. There have been over $12 billion since 2012 worth of funds from foreign governments that are flowing into the country. The countries that are donating the most money to American schools are countries with terrible human rights records. Since 2012, Qatar donated $2.9 billion, China $1.2 billion, Saudi Arabia $1.1 billion, United Arab Emirates, 469 million, and Russia, 137 million. And that's just the amount that's been publicly declared. Most of the money is not declared by the schools. I want to focus on Yale in particular because it supposedly filed no reports at all for any of the gifts that it did get. Academic institutions just are fundamentally and inherently dishonest when it comes to the money. Why are they so dishonest? That is the question. Why do they want not want the public to know? Why do they not want American parents in particular to know where their funds are coming from? 
Perhaps because if they did, American parents would not be sending their kids to these colleges to be indoctrinated in unbelievable ways. And that's what we're going to talk about with our friend from the Clarion Project. It's been a long time since we've had Ryan Moore on the air. He has been very busy since the last time we had him on as the movie Covert Cash would uh, uh, would uh, exhibit. Ryan, good to have you back, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me back. Uh, but you're right. It, it, part of the reason I haven't been back is because uh, I've been doing these big projects um, rather than reacting to the news of the day. Yeah, you really have. And I got to tell you, I feel kind of bad because you made me aware of Covert Cash about a month and a half, two months ago, and uh, I didn't watch it. I kind of slipped my mind. I watched it three nights ago after seeing an interview that you did about this publish. And I said, oh, my gosh, I got I to look more into this. And I found the clip. I found the <laughs> YouTube link. And I want people to know that, by the way, it is free. It's a 29-minute film, and it's free on YouTube. And uh, I would hope on other uh, uh, video sites besides YouTube because I hate YouTube. But at any rate, um, <laughs> Ryan, I watched it, and my, my jaw was on my chest. Um, because of what you guys, uh, uh, you know, exposed here. Tell me the impetus of the project, Ryan. Right. So there were these reports about foreign funding going to universities. We've heard about that for decades. We've heard about intelligence services, recruiting spies, promoting propaganda for decades on college campuses. Um, But once we realized that the public declarations of the schools could be obtained, uh, even if they are partial, uh, myself and my team at Clarion Project decide to spend months going through the public declarations, organizing them by school, organizing them by country, so that for the first time ever, we could have a public accounting of where the money is coming from and see what we could find out about it. And the result was just so much more shocking than anything I anticipated. Uh, to give you an idea, um, up to now, because we keep learning more and more about the funding, uh, since 2012, $17 billion has come from foreign countries. And, and that's just what's publicly declared, which is a tiny fraction of the total. And it seems that about one-third of that is coming from countries that are hostile to us and are known for making a priority of waging influence operations on American soil. And there's just about no transparency around what the schools choose to declare when they choose to follow the law. And when you say influencing on American soil, you mean a propaganda operation, propaganda campaigns to push, in China's case, you know, Chinese communist principles in Saudi Arabia and in Qatar's and other Islamic countries' case to push principles of Islamism and other things on students. And Ryan, I just want to make sure I heard you right. You said seventeen billion. That's five billion more than since the movie was first uh, 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 introduced. That's right. Because here's what's happened. So the Department of Education has launched an investigation. So the schools decided, all right, I guess we have to follow the law now. Because previously they thought, I guess they were better than the rest of us. And they just choose, you know, they chose not to make these disclosures. They're required to disclose every transaction, $250,000 and above, which I think is far too lax. Uh, but only about 300, actually less than 300, of the colleges and universities, of which there are 6,000, even bothered reporting anything. Um, And so uh, that's really the lack of transparency. But what's been going on here is it's about propaganda. It's about funding professors, individual studies. It's about stealing technology and expertise, recruiting spies, 
and really corruption. It's about reaching the next generation so that after you graduate college, maybe you get a job at a think tank or, or you work for a congressman. And at that point, the viewpoints that you've been indoctrinated with pay limitless dividends for the person that spent that money indoctrinating you. Or maybe you work for a foreign business at that point. Uh, you become part of the swamp where foreign influence and special interests become one thing. Uh, so that's why these countries, which are not superpowers, and the leaders would much rather spend the money on their own lavish lifestyles, feel it's actually worth spending this amount of money in, in America. They're getting a massive return on investment. Otherwise, they would spend this money on cars. Right. That, that's extraordinarily important. Um, Ryan, I want to get specific uh, now. We're talking to Ryan Morrow of the Clarion Project. He is a Shillman Fellow at the Clarion Project. He has uh, uh, been a longtime guest on this program, but this is new information. And I want to play a little bit from Covert Cash, which, again, I encourage people to watch. It's 29 minutes long, roughly, and it's available for free on YouTube. Um, I want to talk about China, and I want to talk about how they are exerting their influence and their propaganda that we talk about, uh, Ryan, in American universities. So I want to play this clip, and we'll respond. Concerns are rising about China's influence over academic freedom at American universities. China has given almost a billion dollars to America's higher education system. big part of that funding goes to run what are called Confucius Institutes. Their purpose is to to teach Chinese language and to put on cultural programming. There are 66 Confucius Institutes at American colleges and universities, and over 540 worldwide. But there's been investigations into whether those Confucius Institutes are bringing more than just education courses. Yeah, because language and culture, there's nothing wrong with that. We can study that and learn that, but there is more to Confucius Institutes. Confucius Institutes have been under fire for years for suppressing free speech and promoting a slanted perception of Chinese history, among other things. They eliminate certain information from classrooms, uh, for, for example, like the Tiananmen Square massacre and the Hong Kong protests. They're changing the way that our students learn about China. This is a foreign country paying to influence students on U.S. soil. And then one more clip before we go back live to Ryan Morrow on the Confucius Institutes. They are known among American um, uh, intelligence agencies. There are open espionage investigations involving China. Now get this, in all 50 states, in high-tech, agriculture, and academia. The Chinese government has been very effectively stealing America's trade secrets, you know, for for generations. Of the nearly 5,000 active FBI counterintelligence cases currently underway across the country, almost half are all related to China. That is incredible. You know, Ryan, I wanted to focus on China first rather than the Islamic countries and their influence in the United States because this is clearly the greatest global threat that we face comes from China, militarily, uh, economically, and obviously, as we heard here, theft, espionage, and, and intellectual property theft. Um, the the uh, suppression of speech, the erasure or censorship of negative news coverage of China's present and China's history. Ryan, as you guys did this work, were you surprised to find out how deep and corrupt this Chinese influence is on our universities, or is this what you expected to find? It's kind of what I expected to find, but what shocked me was how stupid and reckless we are. Um, because 
I would expect our adversaries to respect us enough to be a little bit more covert, put a little bit more investment into tricking us. But instead, what you have is the communist Chinese government openly and publicly setting up Confucius Institutes on American college campuses while their officials say, yeah, this is about, you know, Chinese language and culture, but it's also part of our, quote, international propaganda battle. So you have the Chinese government openly saying that these are propaganda and spy bases that they're setting up on American college campuses across the country. When China donates the money to the schools, at least some of the time, that's publicly declared. And we've made it available to everyone at our website to see. So this is China coming in through the front door and giving us the middle finger the entire way, just rubbing our faces how dumb we are. And we know from the congressional investigations, from the Department of Education, and now the State Department, uh, that they're very successful, and part of the reason that they're successful is that Americans fail to realize that institutions of higher learning are businesses. And so they accept an abnormal or disproportionately high number of Chinese students, partially because they're getting Chinese government money to do so, and because those students with government backing pay for the tuition up front, all of it. And so it makes more financial sense, business sense, for you to cater to those communist Chinese students than American students, even though you're getting American taxpayer money. Ryan, we're going to take a time out here. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about China's influence directly on our kids, which, of course, is how they control our future. Uh, I want to talk about how these dollars coming from China get to the universities and find their way to influencing professors and other uh, leaders, campus leaders, thought leaders, and how they uh, how they are forced to comply, if indeed it is forced. We'll talk more about that with Ryan Moore of the Clarion Project next on AM 1420, The Answer. When I wanted you to share my life, I had no doubt in my mind. Okay, 1025 now. We continue with uh, Ryan Morrow of The Clarion Project talking about The Clarion Project's explosive film, which is a 29-minute film that is free on YouTube. You can watch it anytime, and I would strongly encourage you to look for it. Covert Cash is the title. Ryan, so, title. so Ryan, there's so many different levels to this onion. I can't believe when I asked you if you would come on for the whole hour, you didn't know if we'd have enough to fill an hour. I got enough for three hours to talk <laughs> about with you. I kid you not, Ryan. Um, let me start with this. Um, I'm going to kind of go forward in order to go back a little bit to the previous question. A little bit later on, we're going to talk about Cutter and their influence on um, America's kids by way of donating tons of money to some of our uh, top universities that train teachers. So, therefore, obviously, the influence goes from, you know, the foreign country, the second largest sponsor of international terrorism in the world after Iran, Qatar, spending billions of dollars at universities that train our teachers. The teachers then take that indoctrination into the classrooms with the kids. So that's what we're going to talk about later. I want to talk about that from the Chinese aspect. The same exact thing. You, uh, the Clarion Project right now has an article up that says uh, the State Department, U.S. State Department, is advising American kids need to be educated on the China threat, that our teachers uh, need to be explaining and professors need to be explaining to our students what China's threat really is all about. So I guess the kind of a larger general question here is, is are, are, are the teachers 
in American schools and professors literally teaching Chinese propaganda because those dollars are flowing into the universities that train them? Yes. <laughs> the actual academic programs under the Confucius Institutes and associated programs, because China will donate to more than just the Confucius Institutes, um, do adhere to communist Chinese propaganda. It's a bit more subtle because that's what you got to do. Um, but there's stories of them choosing who can, can be the guest speakers, the classroom material, that sort of thing, uh, because, again, universities are businesses and they're getting a lot of free money to do this. Um, and so they accept it. And um, it, it's very frightening. Uh, but, again, this is the money that China and these other absolutes of the United States just send in through the front door. It does not include what the schools do not declare. And then there's also a myriad right. of ways such as setting up fronts in the United States to more covertly send in money. So $17 billion sounds stunning. The real number is going to be many, many, many times that. Did you determine or were you able to determine or did you even like look into it, Ryan, you and the, the crew that did this film, as to whether or not professors are willingly presenting and, and indoctrinating with Chinese propaganda, or if they're doing so at the tip of the spear from, uh, you know, from the, like you said, the administrators and the board of trustees, universities are a business, and they know where their bread is buttered and where their money is coming from, and are they forcing the professors to engage in this? Well, I guess when the professors get hired, uh, the curriculum is actually given to them. Um, now, you'll involve the professors in developing the curriculum. I know it's because I'm an adjunct professor. Um, but you are kind of boxed in by the curriculum that's given to you. Um, so I don't know if it's the professors consciously saying, hey, I want that Chinese money. And I'm sure a lot of them are individually funded because these disclosures, in many cases, don't include the money that goes directly to the professors. <laughs> so that's mm. a whole other story there. Yeah, it is. Um, by the way, and this might be outside of the realm of this discussion, but when you talk about how they haven't declared all of the foreign money that they get, and in fact that that $17 billion we talked about is a fraction, um, how can that be? If universities are accredited by governments, our governments, and I'm not just talking about the public universe. First of all, the public aspect, they're taxpayer-funded, too. They should have to declare every cent that they take and what they do with it, number one. And number two, even the private institutions are accredited uh, by the federal government. Um, shouldn't they be forced to, to declare all of their you know, sources of, of, of funds? Yes. I mean, that's the most obvious thing that we need to have done. There's some bills um, put forth in Congress to make it so that, like, $50,000 and above needs to be declared, which I guess is better than 250000 But I, I, I'd make it, like, 5 bucks and above because yeah. we need to know this. But I would also require the schools to say what that transaction is going to, at least a paragraph on a searchable data, data website because – yeah, I see these transactions, but the schools aren't required to tell me what it's going to. But there is some movement on this in 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 Congress. Yes, it's a lame movement, yes. but it's better than before. Got it. Okay, good. But I just want to make sure something is being done to address that obvious aspect, that they should be forced to declare all of their funding. I'm not done on China yet, Ryan Morrow, but I, I will get to... Saudi Arabia, Qatar, UAE, and others with their big donations and what they're doing. But I'm not done with China yet. I'm going to finish the thought on that, and then we'll continue into the others as we discuss covert cash and how and why your American uh, higher education institutions are being bought 
and paid for by foreign countries, many of whom are not friendly to the United States and many of whom who do not have your students' best interest in mind, but rather advancing their own propaganda. Back with Ryan Moore after this. All right, 1036, now we continue on AM 1420. The answer in our discussion of foreign funding of our colleges and universities and how it affects more than just our colleges and universities, it also affects our senior high schools, our junior high schools, our elementary schools, because our kids' teachers are being trained in those colleges and universities that are being influenced by foreign funding. Ryan Morrow continues with us now from the Clarion Project, which did a phenomenal film. It's 29 minutes long. You need to watch it. It's called Covert Cash. It's free. You can find it on YouTube. Ryan, is it on Vimeo and Rumble and any of the other video share sites, just so that I can promote those? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. Okay. I want to try to make it there. Yeah, because you know YouTube is is notorious for its censorship of uh, of many things yep. conservative uh, because they're owned by Google, as you know. And I would like to promote those others. So if it's not on Vimeo and if it's not on Rumble, I would highly encourage your friends at the Clarion Project to put it there. Yeah. Ryan, before I get into my next question. I just got a text message from a friend that says, Bob, you may have already mentioned this. I didn't. But there are three Confucius Institutes in the state of Ohio at Cleveland State University, Akron University, and the University of Toledo. So it's right here in, you know, in, a, in our listening area. These Confucius Institutes exist. Do you know approximately, Ryan, how many national universities nationally have those institutes? Yeah, I've read between 60, 65, and 100. Um, I think some of them have closed down, and then some of them are rebranding. I assume, particularly due to this film, over the next couple of years, you'll probably have Confucius Institutes under an entirely different name. <laughs> uh, you know, you're probably right. That's exactly what they will do. And I, first of all, I think it's important to note that 65 or 100 is not that many compared to the thousands and thousands of universities that there are across this country. And three of those 65 are right here in northern Ohio at Cleveland State, Akron, and the University of Toledo. So I hope parents of, of kids who go to those schools are paying attention to that. And for those who may have just turned well, on the radio. They can do. Go ahead, Ryan. Bob, I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I just don't want to forget this important point. But if you guys go to covertcash.com, um, and you sign up for the newsletter, what, we'll, we'll email you the spreadsheet, and then you can see how much money is coming from these different countries, including communist China, to your local university. And from there, anyone can email the school and ask for, you know, what is that money going towards, and then let us know um, what they tell you, if anything. And them not telling you is an answer. <laughs> You're exactly right, and I did not know you had that spreadsheet available. Sign up for the newsletter at covertcash.com. That's huge. Uh, for those who may have just turned on the radio and you don't know what we're talking about when it comes to the Confucius Institutes, here's another clip from Covert Cash. America's world-class university system has become a soft target in the global espionage war with China. One of the most high-profile cases recently was that of Professor Charles Lieber, the chairman of Harvard University's chemistry department, arrested by FBI agents, charged with lying about more than a million dollars in payments from the Chinese government. A Chinese medical student studying at Harvard Harvard is in custody. Two right Chinese American professors have been fired after the researcher accused of concealing his ties to China. We're estimated about $500 billion a year in economic loss just from the country of China. With uh, the protests and unrest in Hong Kong and with uh, the Uyghur camps. 
Since 2017, up to a million Muslim Uyghurs have been placed in what some call concentration camps. You have to ask yourself uh, what kind of human rights violations are occurring there that we might be overlooking. We are seeing the biggest internment probably since the end of World War II. Activists say Beijing has done that to try to eliminate Islam within its borders. China's crackdown on dissidents is now being described as the cruelest in decades. The cruelest in decades. Ryan, wouldn't you think that in a country that says that is trying to reconcile human rights by race and social justice in this country, especially with what we've experienced in 2020, that they might be a little bit concerned about billions of dollars flowing in from countries that routinely abuse human rights, that ignore human rights, and in fact do indeed put people into concentration camps? (laughs) You would think so, that this would be the ultimate woke cause. And to their credit, uh, some mainstream newspapers and left-wing outlets like Daily Beast, when it comes to the issue of corrupting foreign influence, and even this issue of the college campuses, they've done good reporting, uh, but it has failed uh, to become really a major issue on either the side of the right or the left. Um, But I like to focus on problems that can be solved, and I do think that this could easily have a bipartisan consensus if people were talking about it enough. That's a good point, and and they're not, and that's why I think people need to read the or watch this film rather, and and go to the the Cover Cash website. Ryan, last question on China. <clears throat> this literally came up yesterday, so this is after I talked to you on Wednesday about booking you to come on the program today. This is not a setup, um, but this just came up yesterday. In se- uh, the story reads: In September, University of Cincinnati professor used the term "Chinese virus" in an email with an individual student, in which they were discussing the coronavirus, which whose origins or which its origins are in China. So he called it the Chinese virus. This student put the screenshot of the email online, sent it to the university, which launched an investigation and has suspended this professor. His relationship with the university is currently uncertain. Is this, do you think, um, the response to, or not a response to, but a... Uh, you know, an example of the Chinese money influencing behaviors of universities when they won't allow their professors to see anything remotely critical of China. Yes, it's a combination of an Antifa-type cancel culture, you know, just shutting out voices that you don't like because you assume whatever they do is racist because it's impossible for someone to disagree with you honestly. It always has to be motivated by something nefarious. And it's also from Chinese propaganda outlets saying this term is racist. And then those that love to scream the word racist at everything adopt that. So that's how that dynamic works. And also the reason it works, and the State Department report that you mentioned articulates this, it's not just about stopping what communist China is doing in terms of their propaganda. It's that we lack a good defense. We are not teaching our students why America is great and worth believing in. And I'm not talking about some type of, like, fascist indoctrination. It's just we don't know our own basic history. We don't know why people throughout history have been drawn to the United States. I know my personal education in the history of America talked about the Revolutionary War in a positive way, but everything after that was just like, Slavery, Vietnam, internment of the Japanese American, racism, persecution of women, like like that's what we learned about. And that was it. 
Uh, Ryan Morris, our guest from the Clarion Project. Great points all the way through. Um, I want to, because I've mostly talked about China with you and as far as, you know, the movie Covert Cash, I do want to talk about, you know, there was one time, Ryan, not too terribly long ago when our greatest concern with our foreign adversaries was terrorism. And now, uh, that's kind of taken a bit of a backseat to some other things. But let's talk about terror sponsoring nations and their influence on, um, our American educational system. This is a much shorter clip from the film. We have the foreign government of Qatar, for example. We know Qatar is the second largest funder of international terrorism. They have also spent billions of dollars trying to influence uh, American curriculum, specifically at the Duke UNC program where they are training K-12 through teachers. I focused on this part of the film, Ryan, to talk because of the last part. First, Qatar. We need to know Qatar or Qatar, depending on how you pronounce uh, But the fact that their billions go primarily to the Duke and the University of North Carolina teacher training programs because they're so influential and Obviously, this is how they get the students before they become college students. This is how they get them when they're literally at their primary uh, middle school and senior high school years. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So Qatar is through the government and also through what seems to be independent fronts, but you look at them and they're run by the Qatari government. Um, They have all sorts of programs to train uh, teachers and to place students in programs that they fund. Uh, The number that we have is about $3 billion. I think the real number is much higher. Qatar and Turkey are part of the same uh, Muslim Brotherhood block, and so Turkey has donated about $60 million. Again, the real number is much higher. Uh, but to give you an idea of this in action, uh, the, per- the perfect example is Northwestern University. So we saw a transaction from Qatar to Northwestern University of $340 million. It just happened to be one of the very few transactions we had time to investigate, just a little bit with a Google search. And we found out what that was for. Qatar, was, Qatar sponsors Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera is essentially an arm of Qatar. Qatar was giving the $340 million to Northwestern University so that their journalism students could help Al Jazeera improve its operations and expand, including in America, when Al Jazeera was trying to do that. So they basically hired the university to build out the apparatus of the premier terrorist propaganda network in the world, and there were press releases and public articles about that. That is, morally speaking, if not legally, treasonous. Take it a step further. We learned about a professor, uh, Justin Martin, who on the last anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, actually it was 2019, he put out a tweet that was very anti-American. He said, happy 9-11. More than 8,441 civilians died in Yemen this year, helped to buy U.S. arms. The U.S. is complicit in far more terror than it has ever suffered. That obviously caused some outrage. The president of the university criticized their professor for saying that. We looked at the professor's bio, and what we found was $1.3 million going to that professor specifically from Qatar through the Qatar Foundation which is a Muslim Brotherhood terror-linked, Hamas-linked entity. A terror-linked group gave $1.3 million to this anti-American professor. Those disclosures did not show up in the education department records. That is incredible. I want to make sure I heard that correctly. This professor who made that tweet 
made one when you say that money 1.3 million dollars was paid directly from cutter to this professor as in as if as if salary from a a terror linked organization in cutter from a terror linked organization within cutter so this money didn't go to the university and the university paid salary to the professor blah 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 it's literally now again well first of all you said the university president criticized and condemned the tweet by the professor did they fire the professor or did they allow him to continue making money to disparage and 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 uh, engage in propaganda against the united states no he's still out there doing it and the university itself, remember, did get m- money. It was a separate transaction from Qatar, and that was to help Al Jazeera. And so, uh, I mean, the university knows this is happening. Wow, uh, that that is uh, that is remarkable. Back, back to the to the part of the the clip that I played the UN Duke UNC um, uh, teacher training programs. Do they do the terror groups slash? foreign governments that we're talking about in Qatar or in Saudi Arabia or any of the other Islamic countries, do they know which schools, in other words, they didn't pick Northwestern out of a hat. They know that they are well known for their journalism school. They, they, they probably didn't pick Duke and North Carolina out of a hat either. They know about their teacher training. They know exactly who and what they are putting their money into, do they not? Right. They, they absolutely do know that, um, partially because, again, it's, it's supposed to be publicly declared um and now um earlier you mentioned and i failed to answer um how the number keeps growing as we find out more about these transactions and part of the reason is because the department of education is doing an investigation so these schools are looking back through their records and saying oh here's 10 million dollars we forgot to declare a few years ago you know they just forgot Forgot, and so then clarion project looks at the new records compares them to the old ones and then we can identify which ones they chose not to disclose. Ryan, this is a crazy question, but I just feel like maybe it's a good one to end on. Um, does this happen in reverse? Do we spend money uh, in, in foreign countries to uh, send to their universities in order to maybe advance American ideals and American, you know, what, what I guess if it's in reverse we would call propaganda, but something to make us look good? I'm not aware of anything about asserting our values. But again, uh, this far after 9-11, we have not launched an ideological war. <laughs> Even if you call it radical Islam, as the Trump administration does, uh, we have not launched co- ideological combat. Uh, there are programs where universities exchange money um, in order to do research and student exchange programs. So in reverse, you would see transactions going from the United States to other countries, uh, but those countries, especially if they're not free, can control what happens as a result of that money. So it's a a very different type of transaction. What advice, Ryan, after doing all of this research and putting this film together, if there is any, would you give to parents uh, today as they are sending their kids off to college? Um, uh, Do they need to research and find out if there is a Confucius Institute? Do they need, hey, my son or daughter is not interested in taking any Chinese lessons or anything anyway. They're going for engineering or for business or whatever, and uh, it's irrelevant to them. Do people need to be concerned about these particular dollars going to particular schools before they send their kids? Yes, because the money is across all departments, and many of those professors will also teach clubs on campus. Uh, so you, you may think that you're not getting into that um, environment, but you actually are placing the student in that environment. I would say look at the bios um, of professors before you choose to pick their classes. Uh, you don't want to fund someone who's radical. Um, 
Look at CooperCash.com about the transactions. Email, use a dummy email address if you want to. Email the schools, see, see how transparent they're willing to be. And more broadly, and this is against my interest as an adjunct professor, consider whether college is worth the expense for your kids. Don't do it just because of a societal ex, you know, expectation. Because for me and other people that hire people, degrees are less and less impressive and work experience and personally built knowledge is more and more impressive. So that is, that is very sound advice. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought, Ryan. No, just saying, maybe you don't need a degree. I'm going to hire the person that has work experience and self-study over the person with a bachelor's who doesn't know anything. Very, very, very well said. That is very sound advice, especially given the uh, outsized cost of education right now as uh, you know, uh, compared to the benefits uh, that so many people going into the workforce with degrees that don't necessarily have a lot of value. Uh, you really do have to rethink that for a couple of reasons. Ryan Mora, I'll tell people again to go to covertcash.com to sign up for the newsletter. I did while you were speaking, by the way, so that I can get that myself, but also to watch the movie. And I'm just, just for the sake of my own uh, people mind here, search rumble.com, which is a video share service for Covert Cash first, then search for it on Vimeo. And then if you are, uh, have to make a last resort, go to YouTube. I just try not to promote YouTube. Uh, but, uh, Covert Cash, I definitely will promote. Ryan Morrow, The Clarion Project, thank you for the great work you've done, and thanks for sharing it all with us. Thank you, Bob. All right, Ryan, we'll talk again. That's uh, Ryan Morrow from The Clarion Project. He's just uh, he's on this, and it's something that you need to know. 10.54, right back after this. I guess I can take that. Derek, who is uh, DJ Derek, who's running the show today, said he's not playing Final Countdown, which is just our traditional closing segment music. And I said, why not? I guess this is why. All right. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. It's tomorrow, by the way. Uh, but since we don't have a live show, I guess I understand the point. I appreciate that. Thanks very much. I don't celebrate birthdays anymore because I'm at that age where you don't celebrate them, except to acknowledge that it's better than the alternative, which is not having any more of them. That would be much, much worse. So uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, listen, I want to wrap today. We didn't take calls today. I took one, I think, in the first hour when I had a gap. But we started the show with something extraordinarily important, a monologue on uh, the Georgia, the theft of the Georgia election, or at least what we have come to find now as, as maybe being the smoking gun um, uh, as it pertains to evidence of theft of the election in Georgia. We know there are tons of other pieces of evidence and sworn affidavits from eyewitnesses of theft of the election in other states. But apparently those pieces of evidence and those sworn affidavits, which are the same as swearing under oath in a court of law, meaning you are, you know, if you make a false statement, you are guilty of perjury and go to jail. Apparently those are not enough evidence for the left-wing media and for, frankly, a lot of judges who have dismissed these pieces of evidence as being irrelevant. Okay, maybe you can dismiss sworn affidavits as being irrelevant or being untrue. But you can't unsee with your own eyes or what your own eyes have seen. You can't unsee the video of Georgia and the counting room in Fulton County being cleared out. Everybody go home. We're done counting for the night at 1030 at night. And then for the next two and a half hours, four people stay behind and pull suitcases 
of ballots from underneath a black table where they were hidden at 8.30 in the morning on Election Day. Those ballots were placed there, according to eyewitnesses, at 8.30 in the morning, then pulled out after everybody was sent home, and then counted. And suddenly, Georgia, which was solid Trump, goes to Joe Biden. You cannot unsee that. So take that into your weekend with you. Keep up on that story. Follow it. And uh, we've got 10 days to save the country. On December 14th, it's all over. We've got 10 days to make sure that this and other evidence sticks and that we have a chance. Thanks to everybody for being a part of the show today. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to Ryan Morrow. Thanks uh, to our crew. And thanks to you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye-bye.